0: No longer in Apartment 125, but it is surely unfiltered. Welcome back to the podcast. Going to be talking some UNC football, fresh off of their win versus Virginia Tech, 41-10. to 10. Sorry I wasn't able to upload in the past couple days. I had a very busy week. Midterms hit hard, a couple of assignments to uh, finish up, but I'm going to be having a slew of episodes coming out to you. I'm going to record this one and then my Fantasy Football Week 3 recap back to back. So You should be seeing two episodes tonight on the podcast. Let's just get started because UNC with a very clean win, 41-10 to improved to 4-1 in the season and 1-0 in conference play. This was the first game in ACC play and it could not have started out any better. Drake May was the man once again, 26 for 36, 363 yards, three touchdowns in the air. He also ran for 73 yards and he Uh, ran for two touchdowns as well. So I believe that's a total of 436 yards and five touchdowns. Pretty standard stuff from Drake May at this point. Really getting some nice buzzes. Potentially being the best quarterback in the ACC. Not sure if he's there yet. We obviously saw the mistake he made when uh, he tried to hurdle a guy when we were up 21 and looked like he got hurt. He was able to come back. A very scary moment there for Tar Heel fans, but very happy that Drake May Uh, was able to get back in the game because as a young quarterback with so much promise, you cannot hurt yourself trying to hurdle a guy for an extra yard. Now in the receiving department, Josh Downs was the man uh, leading the receivers. He had a nice bounce back game because even though he had two touchdowns last game, only had five catches. He had eight receptions for 120 yards. Bryson Nesbitt had a phenomenal game, four catches, 98 yards and a touchdown. Antoine Green, four catches as well for 59 yards and a touchdown. Kamar Morales caught a touchdown as well. Uh, and now, as the offense obviously 41 points. We kind of expect that from them, but what about the defense? Let's really shout out the defense here because they held uh, Grant Wells to 139 yards passing. Cedric Gray had a really nice interception, did a good job reading the quarterback's eyes there. Uh Virginia Tech less than 300 yards of total offense, 10 points, none in the second half. They didn't even give him a chance. A lot of punts from the Hokies. I mean, I'm looking at their box score right now. Cedric Gray with eight tackles, Power Eccles with seven. Um, I mean, you got DeAndre Boykins in there. Tony Grimes had a pass breakup. Um, you got, uh, I mean, Geo Biggers had a decent game. He had four tackles. Uh, Javari Ritzy Raymond, Vahasek, I mean, on the defensive line. I'm just trying to shout out names here because Uh, This was a very good game. Cameron Kelly as well. He had a pass breakup, trying to look for sacks. Jacoby Cowan, Randy Caldwell had the sacks for UNC. So pretty much what I'm saying here is UNC actually had a good defensive game. Now let's pump the brakes here. This is a Virginia Tech offense that is very, very underwhelming. And this is not the Virginia Tech team that we have seen in the past few years. This is not a good Hokie team. They know it. We know it. Um, And last year, obviously, we went into their housing and lost seventeen to ten in the season opener for to set up a very disappointing season. So it's nice to get a revenge game here, uh, back in Keenan Stadium because they definitely got our number last year, and they've they've done it before. You know the the six overtime game back, I believe that was Sam Howell's freshman year, so like three or four years ago. The Hurricane game, uh, like in twenty sixteen, um, I actually don't remember who won that one because I wasn't really watching UNC football at that time. But in this case, UNC probably their best win of the season, not because of like the opponent they beat, but in the fashion that they did, it was convincing. They did a great job controlling the ball. Uh, they did a, great, did a good job defensively, getting stops, not allowing any big plays. I mean, the longest play of the day for Virginia Tech was a 34-yard pass, which I believe was on the first drive on their field goal drive. And aside from that, it, it was slim pickings for Virginia Tech. Um so yeah, that, that those are kind of my main impressions. I'm gonna get into some individual players here. Uh let's talk about Drake May more in depth because now we're five games into the season and I mean he's he's having a Heisman like season. I it's not it's not to say I, I don't want to over exaggerate that. But twelve hundred yards, sixteen touchdowns, one interception. If he was on a better team, Drake May would be generating Heisman buzz. I don't care what you guys say. Looking at these stats, how he's played, how he's splitting up the passes to his receivers, he's doing a really good job distributing it to, I mean, you got Downs, obviously, you got uh, Gavin Blackwell, Kobe Pace, or Antoine Green today, and he's completing 72% of his, oh, today he completed 72% of his passes, Uh, he's completing 69% of his passes, I mean, just under 70, that but that's pretty good for uh for a redshirt freshman. And then also he's just gotta prioritize himself. You can't go hurdle a guy um when you're up 21. I mean that's that's a big no-no as uh, for a starting quarterback, but he's really taking this offense to the next level because this run game really isn't there. I mean, Amarion Hampton only had 30, 37 yards, he had a long of thirty-five. Caleb Hood at 32, so the running backs are, are, they're getting it done by committee, but there isn't one that's necessarily breaking out, but Drake is doing it with his arms, with his arm, he is making some really good throws down the field, some of these throws up the seam to Bryson Nesbitt, really impressive throws, he's, he's going through his progression, Um, some might think he runs a little too much, or like leaves the pocket early, but that's very common for a young quarterback, and then the biggest thing for me, re-establishing Josh Downs as the number one wide receiver, I did not like last week how he wasn't Really getting looked at, aside from short passes, obviously the two touchdowns is nice, but uh, getting him involved in the mid-passing game, the deep passing game, getting him into space, that's where he is best used, because he's fast, he's twitchy, remember he's only 5'10", about 5'11", he's a slot receiver though, so he's got very good agility, he can cut up field, make men miss. Uh, so reestablishing Josh Downs to be our number one receiver, super important today. And then also gaining some confidence back for Bryson Nesbitt. I mean, he had a tough game last week against Notre Dame. He almost has hundred yards today and he's just showing how this tight end room can really contribute because him and Kamar Morales, they've had good seasons so far, I would say. So offensively, I'm really pleased with the passing game. Got a run block a little better. We're not giving our guys many holes. Uh, But I'm pretty pleased with his performance. And then, obviously, defensively, Cedric Gray truly is the leader of this defense. Uh, The interception, he's always in the right place. He's a smart player. He makes good tackles, five solo tackles today. And I didn't think... I would never have thought that the tandem of Cedric Gray and Power Eccles would be the strongest part of this defense because I kind of doubted our linebackers in past years. I wasn't a big Jeremiah Gimmel fan, and then obviously Chassarat was pretty good, but especially last year, linebacker play was very tough because Eugene, Eugene Asante didn't pan out to what he was supposed to be. He left uh, as a transfer, and now Cedric Gray uh, and Power Eccles are really holding down the fourth there. And then the secondary, got to give them some credit. Uh, Tony Grimes had a much better game today and they needed this this is another confidence boost because again it's against a very subpar Virginia Tech team but gaining confidence to kind of see we can get consecutive stops and really the play of the game was this at Cedric Ray interception because you set your offense up with 20 yards or less into the end zone quick 16 yard strike to Antoine Green and all of a sudden, you are up 21-3. to That is huge because, let's say Virginia Tech goes down and scores. It's 14-10. And now it's a ball game. UNC's defense made sure this wasn't a ball game. They did a very good job containing the run. They did not let Grant Wells, who I didn't think it was very good or is a very good quarterback. No offense to him. Uh, they did a good job containing him. And the big plays, there were none of them today. This is probably the best this defense has looked in a, in maybe the last season and a half, you could argue um, competition does matter, but especially this season, best offensive performance. I would give them the game ball because they made life on offense very easy. And the fact that we saw that we can hold teams to 20 points or less, very encouraging. So overall I'm happy, but we've got a big test next week. We're playing Miami at Miami. Got to go up against Tyler Van Dyke. Uh, I mean, they've had a rocky season, but even though we had the one loss to Notre Dame, we're still four and one. This is still a pretty darn good football team with a lot of talent and a lot of explosiveness on offense, and now a defense that has shown that they are capable of getting stops. That's going to be it today for 125 Unfiltered for this episode. Stay tuned for kind of a part two, going to be talking fantasy football. I know this is a bit of a shorter one, but just want to get you my instant reactions to the game. So how about this? This is episode 112. Go over to episode 113 here at My Fantasy Team Did. But for now, thank you so much for listening, and I'll speak to you next time.